Okay, hello everyone and welcome to episode 10 of Utopia to Me. We're at episode 10 already. Isn't that nice? And it's a beautiful, we're mid-October, beautiful fall day outside. So nice. It's warm out today. I already went for a walk to get some really nice bacon from a really nice grocery store. And it's really, uh, everything is nice right now. Um, Yeah, my wife is back from Winnipeg. She's out for a run. That's right, she's out for a run while I'm eating really nice bacon. And I'm excited. Ten episodes, Utopia to Me. Today is a good one. It's a, with a really good friend of mine and a very funny up-and-coming stand-up comedian in uh, Canada, Matt O'Brien. Okay, Matt O'Brien is the guest, and he's. Uh, we had a lot of fun. We hung out and drank beer and drank whiskey. And this is another reason why I like Matt, because he's a good friend of mine that enjoys a good brunch. If you like a good brunch, you know, wherever you are listening, uh, tweet us at, at Utopia to me and be like, hey, man, these are brunch spots. Wherever you are, what's the best brunch spot? Uh, whether you're in Vancouver, whether you're in Halifax, whether you're in Chicago, whether you're in, whether you're in uh, Liberia. I don't know if I will go and have brunch in Liberia right now just because of, you know, everything that's going on. And... Uh, yeah, who knows? I might have just cursed myself. This podcast might not even be happening in a few months because of the old Ebola crisis will have flattened the whole planet. But until that happens, keep having good brunch. Keep walking in the fall to find nice fat bacon. I hope you're listening to this podcast while you're do- doing something cool like karate kicks or uh, skateboarding, doing kickflips over old couches that uh, someone left out on the for garbage day. <laughs> Something like that. But we're going to get the interview rolling. The uh, Utopia to Me, episode 10 with Matt O'Brien, because it's so much fun and we had a blast. And you will enjoy listening to it as well. Enjoy. Yeah. I'm going to take a sip of the beer first. Cheers. Cheers for beers. Tears for fears. Mm, I feel like this podcast has just become an excuse to drink with friends now. Utopia to drink with friends. Num numbers. With me. Num bummers. <laughs> numbers, what's, what's get down the... from there. <laughs> Come back, numbers. Num- paint mm. by numbers. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Funny Voices by Chris Locke and his special guest on Utopia to Me today, Matt O'Brien. It's me, numbers. <laughs> numbers, get down from there. Numbers, come see me. Um, maybe you've noticed, um, listeners, that the last little while there's been some gin, there's been some whiskey, mm-hmm. there's been some beers on this show. Today, Matt and I are both doing a beer and some whiskey. A beer and whiskey. Jameson and Pilsner. That's the uh, the McNutty from The Wire. Didn't he have that? Oh, wicked. Y'all McNutty. Yo, get your life together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or was it the Omar? Omar didn't drink. Omar was, no, he didn't drink. He just. But he deserved he like, a drink. Oh, yeah. McNutty. He liked to indulge. I didn't want to ruin it. I'd, if, for, if, if there's any, for some reason, someone didn't finish the wire. Spoiler alert: Omar deserves a drink. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a big drink at the end. Yeah, <laughs> can you imagine? It's just a giant stein. Cheers! You've earned this, Omar. Um, what did I want to say? Also, we also ate a really delicious brunch today. Yes. Can we advertise the place? Yeah, man. 
Do you feel comfortable with well, that? Well, now that I told David about the podcast, maybe he'll listen. So, David, thanks for serving us today at my favorite brunch spot, Aunties and Uncles. Yes, in it Toronto. was delicious. You had the breakfast pocket. Yeah, which now is have the breakfast pants. Breakfast pocket pants. Uh, no, we had the breakfast. I had the breakfast pocket, which is I a had classic. the lunch sweater. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Bye. Bye, Lyndon. Oh. Hey, just kidding. We didn't leave. <laughs> I'm still petting your cat. Yeah, Bernadette is uh, in the room with us. But yeah, honestly, Andy's and Uncle's, that's my favorite place. I eat there all the time. And, yeah. well, I haven't in a while. Because they actually, you know what? I got to admit, they changed the fucking bread on the on the breakfast pocket. For the pocket. I remember it being more pockety. Chewy. Chewy, chewy pocket But bread. you got a breakfast burger. So it was a hamburger with an egg and bacon and cheese on it. Buddy, it was great. It was good. Yeah, there was. It was almost one of, like there was so many toppings that the the burger meat came second. You know what I mean? Let me say this to you, Matt. Before yes. we get into the no pun intended. What are you going to drink meat. first? Are you going to drink the beer or the whiskey? I had a first? sip of the beer. I'm going to do both. This is what I do. I each flavor complements the other. I see. It's like a cowboy man. I, Cowboys a... drink beer and whiskey at the same time. And they're like flavors. Where's my steel horse that I ride? <laughs> Yeah, Bon Jovi. Yeah, That's what you think of life. when you think of cowboys. Bon Jovi. <laughs> Steel <laughs> This is the dead or alive drinking combination. Yeah. Um, no, cowboys used to walk into bars. They'd go into the saloon, I mean, like yeah. through those swinging doors, and they'd be like, different flavors, please. Yeah, yeah. Were, were there beer? Wasn't there beer in saloons back then? I feel like because they didn't cool anything. Um, I remember watching Deadwood, and yeah, I, I mean think, it's just all whiskey. Yeah, they mostly whiskey, but I remember yeah, somebody ordered a beer once, and it was like kind of a big deal. I remember they were like, "Whoa!" Yeah, they're like, "Oh, Mister City Man, yeah, with his frigo," and they like pulled it out of a horse. Yeah, because <laughs> that's how you keep something cool back then. You also it in warm. A horse. No, wait, that's yeah. a tauntaun. If that's you a tauntaun. Keep, if you want to keep your friend warm, put him in a tauntaun. Put him in a tauntaun. If you, you want to cool keep... something down, you put it in a horse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what I've learned from uh, biology. Luke. Uh, this is Han Solo. This is my impression of Han Solo. <laughs> Luke, grab me a beer from the horse. <laughs> I am your Tauntaun. Yeah. <laughs> Those will be back. <laughs> you thinking the new ones? Oh, yeah. I think the new ones are literally going to placate to the fans nonstop. What if one of the lead characters was a Tauntaun? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, I agree. Yeah. We put up with Chewy this long. Why don't we put up with this? Yeah. <laughs> I missed you too, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Boba, uh, Boba Fett rides a Tauntaun. I think he's getting his own movie. And I say he like he's an actual person. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Good for him. I talked to him the I'm... other day. I saw Boba Fett at the pharmacy the other day. Yeah. I and, remember uh... when he started out in the uh, first Star Wars movies and he was like, I don't know how they're going to do, but I'm excited. It's weird that he said that during the movie. <laughs> yeah. He, he was like, I don't know how this is going to work out. Yeah. It was like the color purple. He just started talking to me in the theater. I was like, whoa, have you seen that movie? Color purple? Is that Oprah? Oh, shit. Purple Rose of Cairo. Okay. Easily. Around the same time in the 80s, two movies about the purple. With colors and purples. One is like pretty lighthearted. I'll be honest. I don't know the movie you just said. Is that? It feels like it's Purple Rose of Cairo is Woody Allen. Is it Woody Allen? Yeah. Good. Mia Farrow has a sad life in... The movie. Uh, okay. And then she lives, like, she goes and sees these, like, old classics all the time. And then Jeff. Yeah. Um, Jeff Br- No, Jeff. Dunham. Jeff Dunham, yeah, <laughs> does puppets and she feels great. 
And she's like, these puppets are really talking to me. Ugh. And can they're you, racist. Can you imagine he was around the 80s? Ugh. Just he ruining around now? I don't know. I think yeah, he's outside. Like, huge explosion, and then everyone was like, okay. I remember I did a gig in Timmins. I have no idea. He's probably making multi I did a gig in Timmins, in and Vegas. I opened my hotel uh, room window, yeah. and there was an arena across the street, and a big sign that had his face on it. It said, Jeff Dunham tonight. And I was also performing in that town. In Las Vegas? Night. In uh, Timmins. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, I was like... In Las Timmins. Holy shit. So that's pretty... You know what? He made it all the way up to Timmins? He gets around, man. Wow. It's like Seinfeld played Peterborough recently. Really? Yeah. And it's like, d- why? That's great. Peterborough, for those of you that don't know, is a, a town, town or a city? Town. It's a, got, it's, a ta- it's a city with a town vibe is what I would call it. Right. If I would you want say it. that, too. Big city with small town About lines. an hour and a half away from Toronto. An hour and a half away. It yeah. includes my parents. Yeah, your parents are there. <laughs> so if you go to the city, uh, my parents Do you want to tell it. your dad anecdote or no? My dad anecdote? Uh, that you told me? Uh, it's already been introduced. I think. No, you don't have it, to. It's, uh, it's not. His like, dad's it's, funny. That's all. That's the my, anecdote. <laughs> It's, it's just uh, classic small town. Yes, he's got small town mentality guy. So now, okay, now that's going to be lingering in the background of the listener's mind. They're going to be like, "What is this story? Mm-hmm. Who is this man?" Um, he's a really nice guy. He's a very nice man, but he's got that small town mind, and I can't blame him because we we he came to town to watch my show, yeah. which was lovely, and uh, and we were walking through the park, and it's when the small town like he, I think he thought he was being funny. But now that you know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm more educated, and I've, you know, I'm cultured. I well, know that this is, should not have been, and it's not funny. He, uh, this very uh, uh, gay man, walked by on his cell phone. Yeah, very like flamboyant, like Dundas in, in, in Toronto. Yeah, through the park, and my oh, dad, the park my trade. dad looks yeah. at me and my sister, and he goes, "Gay alert!" Like kind of like he was like, like wanting you guys to laugh. Yeah, like we're gonna be like, oh. But we were just quiet, and uh, and I was like, Dad, he can't say stuff. Like, like it was audible. Yeah. Like, almost like he was performing for the park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was like... It's so funny, because it's like... Yeah, he's not... Necess- like, he's not being homophobic. He's there's just no, being, like, small town... There's no malicious thinks, intent. And I actually what wrote What he a, thinks is small town funny, but then it's like, um... Yeah, yeah this is real life. And that's... Uh, I understand that. But that's not even just a small town thing. It's also, like... Uh, maybe a generation like older people are still weird like yeah still have those but it's like i think they just find it funny to call something gay even if it is like and just like they want to be able to to be the first person that called it gay too but honestly like the the like yeah we were kids when like all those saturday live characters like or actors that we grew up loving in the eighties, like their those movies, yeah, like Beverly Hills Cop and all these other movies, like they make gay jokes all the time. They really like do. It's, it's like it's not that long ago. So if an old man still thinks doing that is kind of funny, I don't think you necessarily have to chastise him to death. No, he's just not. be like, mm, that's not funny to us. Yeah, and for I know this I... reason, but it's not. He'll most likely be like, "Oops, sorry." Like, it's yeah, not like, exactly. Yeah, what? I'm a hateful man. Like, it's not. Yeah. It's two there's no hate. Stories. There's no hate. He's just think it, it thinks it's funny to I point have it out. Started <laughs> off by making you defend your dad. Yeah, but let Great me. Man. I'm so uh, sorry. Birth, but it's birthed me, so that was nice. It's funny to me because it's such a true thing that happens to all of us. With it's our true and, and it's real. And if I know anything about this podcast, it's full of truth and realness. <laughs> half and half. Yeah. Game. It's an open wound. Look, You're opening wounds. I like doing this podcast with you. Um, 
because you do a podcast too, so you've got a really good rhythm. We've got a good rhythm. Going I feel on like right we're now. rolling. I was just going to say there's that. been a few podcasts I've done with people that I love like crazy, but it also feels like um, I hope people listening really like to super hang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is we're moving. I hope they like a conversation they'd hear on the bus. Was yeah, that, you know what I mean. Where it has wait. Weird have you listened to any of the episodes and been like, I'm going? No, to no, 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 no. Well, there's no, uh, no. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm a stickler. I'm a stickler for that type of thing. I yeah. like a good rhythm, and I Me I do too. listen to a lot of podcasts, and I like Me too. You know, rhythmic, uh, rhythmic hosting and rhythmic thrusting. Me too. I like rhythms. I like um, <laughs> I like grooves. I like gay alert. Hey, what? But I want to say a nice thing about your. You, you told me a nice story too about. When your dad went and saw your show because you killed this sh- packed, sold-out show at like yeah. JFL 42, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was like, he really loved it, right? Yeah, and, and he, it was the cool. first time ever he said he was proud of me, which was... Uh, that's huge. And it's not, that's something I fantasized about, too. I was like, I don't know if he's ever said it because I remember our buddy Eddie, he's, he was talking to me. He's like... Yeah, and, uh, and Eddie really needs to do this show. And he was, like, he was like, I don't know if my dad ever said that. And I was like, I don't know if my dad ever said that. And I know he is, but it's it makes... The difference to hear the words out of mine papa's mouth. You know what I mean? It totally makes sense to me. And uh, I still don't ask my parents to ever come to shows. Yeah. I think that's the last time. I don't want him to come to another show. Because I don't want him to come to another show and see me do poorly. And there was like, a few years ago where, like, it was obvious to my parents that I was becoming somewhat successful as a comedian. Yeah. Where they were really relaxed about it and were like... um, didn't bother me about maybe going back to school or all that shit kind yeah, of yeah, went yeah. out the window finally. But there was a part of me where I was like, damn it, if they're accepting me, I'm almost like losing interest in this now because... It's like when you became of age to drink and you didn't hide booze, you know, sneak booze. Yeah, now you don't need to drink as hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it would be, I feel... There's a I, part of me where I was like, how do I keep being a comedian now that my parents accept me? Because it's such an outcast thing. Well, I think that's the mentality where you're like, stand-up is a, is a profession that you do where your parents hate you for doing it. Which I think I've made that, that comment on stage in my earlier years. I was like, my parents are real proud of me. When in reality, they yeah. are. But I'm playing yeah. this social stigma of like... You can't do it anymore. Yeah, my parents, this guy, his guy's parents probably hate him because he's doing stand-up. When in reality, yeah. they're very supportive and they've loved it since day one. Well, I don't make a joke about my parents anymore anyways because I fucking look like I could be a parent now. Like, you're, you're my dad. The audience would be like, what are you talking about? You still think about what your parents think? You look, I'm, like, you're in your 30s, Didn't man. they die in the 30s? Yeah. They're fine. My parents are fine. Um... <laughs> I'm Chris ish. Locke and my parents ish. are fine. No, I'm just joking. Fine-ish. You should begin every stand-up set by saying Hi. that. Hi, I'm um, Chris Locke and my parents are fine. Yeah, my parents are fine. Here we go. Yeah, get over it. Um, so that was really nice. I did like hearing that story. Um, yeah. It's, it's a rare... JFL 42 was really good for it you. It was amazing. I can't... It was surreal because I felt like Toronto was full of comedy fans. Yeah. Like it was like... It was like the Christmas morning in the Grinch movie where everyone's just holding hands and singing and just praising. It, Weird. I had Kathleen such a fun time. I just did the, my last podcast with Kathleen and she references the Grinch. Really? Is there something in the room that did that to me, you think? I'm looking at your shelf and I'm wondering, mm. if the, is the Grinch on there? Maybe. Maybe it's that little statue that looks like uh, the kid from... Uh, what, what's the, oh, the yeah. little one? Boo? What's, oh, what's yeah, you're right. It Honey Boo like, Boo? Um, What's the name of the kid? I don't know. I forget. I wonder. But we didn't do the 
the podcast here. We did it in Winnipeg. But anyways, the Grinch is popular with uh, our generation. <laughs> but that is nice. The, like 25 the, and up. The the whole town came together and we're going like, Yahoo, Dore, Yahoo, Dore. Yeah, and you're like, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Good night, um, Papa. So, yeah. Holy crap. We've been just schmooze-dogging for 13, 14 minutes. Wow. Here. Let's get into... Um, 14 minutes. Let's get into the premise of this podcast. I understand. Because you told me you were, while we are eating these heavy brunches. I, I fantasized about... What is your utopia? I couldn't stop thinking about it since you pitched... I remember you told me the premise for your podcast, and, uh, and yeah. I, I've dabbled in you it. You were supposed almost. to be my first guest in August. What happened? Eh, just what, different things, what different time do. schedules. What I do? Now you're the 10th. 10th. Yeah. You know, they say perfect 10, you know what I mean? I just added a zero to the one. That's all. One hundred, man. Yo, more. <laughs> Deez. Uh, yeah, I I thought about it. I would say almost daily. I would be, I would be like, what if I was in a utopian a world? Lot of pressure, created that's by why. a lot of pressure. Because I remember when you first thought when you first said that to me, I was like, I have no idea. I don't know. I've never thought about this. Yeah. But I think it's something really interesting that everybody should think of, like because it's really revealing and it shows like what you're. That's my cat Bernadette scratching her neck. Jingle jangles. This podcast brought to you by Bernadette's neck. Coming up next. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm glad that you think it's such an important endeavor. Where, um, okay. I, so I think we should start with weather. Do, where do most people start? Well, I haven't. We haven't. In the last few podcasts, we haven't touched upon that environment at all. Which That's is how I picture to bring it like, back because Tom Henry, I think, might have been the last one. Who mentioned that he wanted it to be like a jungle scape, but without the humidity. Oh, that's really cool. Good, yeah. Good idea. Because like, Cause yeah. if you want the visual of my world, I feel like you should Well, I guess Kathleen wanted the northern Canadian wilderness weather. But oh, that's cool. Anyways, I don't know why I'm talking about that. We're well, I'm picturing it because I used to play Sim Earth for Super Nintendo. Do you ever play that? And you like actually create no, your but own I know world. What it's like yeah. yeah, so you like I'm picturing ground level. Like I'm picturing a ball of water, and I'm now I'm placing things into that ball of water. And cool. uh, yeah, man, <laughs> this is your perfect utopian ball of water. This is my perfect utopian ball of water. I'm going to place things onto it. My environment, I think, would be almost kind of like the weather today where it's like not too hot, not windy. Mm-hmm. Wind is terrible. It's not too hot. It's not cold, but it's like it's hot enough that if you run around, you get a sweat because I like a good sweat. I like like uh, sweating it out, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, but it's still very comfortable if you want to like lay around in the park. You know what I mean? So. And it's, so like nice, like so it's like a Toronto summer, like a Toronto summer, like a nice neutral. Oh no, wait! Toronto's got the humidity. Yeah, no humidity. Where are we? Yeah, okay. No bees. Is yeah. that bad? Because no bees. bees are ex- going extinct or something now? No, you can. They they can't. They're not listening. No bugs. Okay, <laughs> if you're listening, bugs. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, get the <laughs> bees. Get out of here. Picturing a bee listening to your podcast for some reason is hilarious. Yeah, I'd be like, turn it up. <laughs> it's just a bunch of bees inside one giant headphone, and they're yeah. all trying to listen at the same time. Yeah, I uh, feel like they would be like, I like the rhythm of these two. Yeah, they're really rolling. I'm so self conscious now that some of them had a bad rhythm. <laughs> Don't think about that. No, it was good. Everything's good. Everything's going great. Mm-hmm. So there's bee, no bees, no bugs. No bees. Maybe butterflies. I think butterflies are fine because those just... Caterpillars? Ha, uh, no. 
Just the butterfly? Just the butterfly. Just give me the end product. I don't need to see the goopy I just beginnings. pictured a bunch of butterflies flying past you being like, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. They have top hats on, too. Yeah. They're butterflies with top hats. Right this way. Yeah. <laughs> How are you, sir? It's very not humid out. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing about the weather. Um, if mm-hmm. I want to go inside and watch a movie, yeah. um, I can make the weather go very shitty outside. Because that makes me feel better about watching a movie inside. Yeah. Because I don't like to watch... I love to watch movies. I want to watch movies all the time. Mm -hmm. But But I can't... not on a sunny day. Not on a sunny day. I can't stay inside and comfortably watch a movie without feeling in the back of my head that I'm shitty. I know you mean. The only time I do that is when I'm super hungover. And even then I regret being hungover because I miss a sunny day. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, watching movies on a rainy day, nothing but net. Was it last night or the night before? It was dark, windy, and rainy. Yeah. And I was watching... Hannibal on Netflix, and I felt so fucking good. Do you get Netflix on your TV? Yeah, guy. See, I don't. That's my problem. So I can't can't watch Hannibal on a MacBook Air? No, it's too small. You can't get all the the minute details of his killings and Um, his eatings. Wow, whiskey in the afternoon, eh? Hi. Hello. Planet Earth. Yeah, I'll punch (laughs) you. I'll punch you. Planet Earth, I'll punch you in the face. Punch the Earth. Okay, so I really like this. I think I really agree with you on the weather here. Pretty nice. And it gets... Like, I like how, like, when you go inside to watch a movie, the weather adapts to your movie. It adapts to what I'm doing. It's like... Yeah. It starts starts raining. And it can do any combination. If it's, like, a blizzard outside. Blizzard feels really good. When you're, like, inside, you know you, like, literally can't go outside. Yeah. That's so comfortable. Ah. Yeah. That would be so nice. Blizzard. Watch a movie. But also, every house has its own movie theater, too. For some reason, I picture, like, a blizzard. Like a Dairy Queen product? Um, no, like, in a blizzard, some of the best movies to watch are, like, old comedies, like Adam Sandler or, like, oh, the Farrelly Brother comedies, because they're so silly and nothing. Don't you don't know. have to think about it. Yeah, you're just like, Something yeah, you don't yeah, have to yeah. think about. You just get cozy, and you just stare, and you know what's yeah. coming, but you don't care. That'd be funny if Adam Sandler was listening, he's like... You do have to think about my movies. Are you doing the voice? <laughs> Shabadoo. Yeah, I don't Shasha know how to do the voice. It's a blizzard. Yeah, I don't even know if I know if I've ever done an Adam Sandler's voice. Um, that's the first, maybe the first time I've done it. The Shabadoo. 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 He's like, you do have to. Yeah, I know how he does his yell. Yeah, what is he? What's something he yells from Billy Madden? I'm doing it now. I'm yeah. trying. Stop looking at me, Swan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, whatever. Remember the first time you saw that movie? It oh, was so fucking good. It was magnanimous. Maybe that's in my utopian that world too. Make... The the first time you watch Billy Madison, but you immediately forget it. So the next time you watch it, it's always the first time. <laughs> it feels like the first time in your own personal movie theater. That's yeah. nice that you care about everyone else that they can have their own movie. Sure, theater I'll too. give you everyone else one too. So there's a lot of people in this world. How many yeah. people? Uh, ooh, that's a really good question. Exactly. Because how many are in the world now? There's, there's a lot of left hooks in this podcast, man. Billions? Um, there's actually three billion. No, I have no idea. 47 billion? I want there I to be... I feel like a- every no- big number starts with 47. Yeah. And there's like 47 billion. 47 million have Ebola. 47,000 have died of Ebola. Yeah. 4,700 okay. are worried about it. Yeah. So I think one 47. cat is named Bernadette. Yeah. Um, don't. <laughs> don't. I have 47 billion cats named Bernadette. <laughs> I like, okay, uh, maybe how many people are in the world now, but the world's bigger. Yeah. So, um, so, okay. so maybe the world like is. the world is the size of Jupiter. Yeah. 
Jupiter-sized world. That's perfect. But yeah. this population, Jupiter-sized world. I think that's a good title for a song. Jupiter-sized world? Yeah. Coming up next, Jupiter-sized world. <laughs> By Skilo. <laughs> Skilo, coming up next. <laughs> I wish this was a Jupiter-sized world. Yeah, I wish I, w- I wish the world was a little bit taller, <laughs> but it is smaller. Yeah, I wish I had the world had a girl. I don't know. I would a cat collar. Yeah. <laughs> Sk- is Skilo still alive? Um. Oh yeah. Big oh, time. I'm thinking of Easy E. Didn't I say? Oh it? my god! I quoted Easy E on you. <laughs> I think I quoted Easy E on one of your Instagram photos. I was like, "Give me that nut," because oh, you yeah. posted give your that, uh, nut, "Give me that, give me that, nut. that, that nut." Um, yeah. Okay, in my world, Easy E still alive. Um, <laughs> uh, Easy E blew my brains out when I was fucking. I couldn't believe what he was saying when I was a kid. It's you, crazy. You ever listen to NWA when you were a kid? Were a kid? <laughs> uh, no, kid? not when I was a kid. Kidding? I think I listened to "Give Me That Nut" for the first time in like college. Yeah, because I didn't grow up with. Like rap music at all. Right. You grew up in farm town. The first time I listened to rap, I felt very weird. Really? Like, I was, I remember it was the Beastie Boys too, and I bought their album. Which one? And I was like, um, it was. uh, Check your head. No, it was uh, whatever the one Intergalactic was on. Wow. Yeah. 1998. Yeah, it was in grade eight. Oh, you're younger than me. Youngie, Hello baby. Nasty. Hello Nasty. Yeah, I was in high school when that came out. And I remember I listened to it and I was like, ooh. I was like, I was like, is this what I like? Oh, no. I was like, I, gra- I just graduated high school when that came out. I was, in, I was graduating elementary. <laughs> Peace. Eat the time. Peace of. Peace elementary. I'm going on to better things. <laughs> Marvin the Martian. No, <laughs> oh, I am very angry. Intergalactic planetary. The life is ahead of me. Meow. Um, yeah, the cat is... I'm glad really, I did, though. The Me cat too. at my... But for those of you that can't tell why we're getting distracted, Bernadette loves Matt. I love you. Um, also, okay, in my world, all the Beastie Boys are still alive. That uh-huh. was that hit me hard. I love MCA the Beastie was, Boys. Me too. And MCA <sighs> was, like, the really cool one in the sense that he... I think he's come up... A, Someone else <laughs> did Tom, the Grinch at MCA. Yeah, Tom there. Henry's world MCA was still alive too. I really like that. That's a theme. Mm. Weird, but yeah, because mm. he was such a nice one. Anyways, like because of all the stuff he did, with and Tibet all their shit is so Buddhism good. Even like the album they did of like lounge music yeah. and like ah, uh, yeah, so good. Yeah, even their last album was really good. I loved it. Um, sad. Okay, so they're alive. The world is the size of Jupiter. Yeah, but it's got like a nice. Almost like fall is on its way weather. Yep. Canadian weather, right? Or Can we like, say it like that? Yeah. And oh, no, you it, said it it's could, warm. It's hot. It's warm. It's like, it's maybe like June, like early June. Oh, yeah. You know what I, I mean? like that. And uh, a lot of parks. A lot of big parks, too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this is something That's I nice. thought about the other day because um, I think everything should be packaged like a lot, like most, like products should be packaged like action figures. Mm -hmm. Because I remember growing up, remember how happy you were to like open an action figure package like (laughs) as a kid? Yeah. I For some reason I was thinking about that. I might have been really high the other day. But uh, I was like, that feeling of like opening a present and like you, that shape of the action figure case and you knew it was an action figure of some kind and like that plastic coming off and like more things should be packaged that way because that's a very exciting way to package something. Yeah. That, uh, that's, that's, yeah, I, I, my, my biggest toy that I loved getting in a package was G.I. Joe's. Oh, those are the best. Cause they had like the information cards on the back. I don't know if you ever had G.I. Oh, yeah. Joe's. Then they have like uh, dog tags too. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, dude. So good. 
Same with like video game packaging too. Oh yeah. Oh man, I remember getting like a Super Nintendo. So let's look at it this way: if everything was in this all this elaborate packaging, what mm. about the environment of this planet? It's all biodegradable, Chris. Biodegradable GI Joe packages. Yeah. Or we shoot the garbage into space because space is infinite. I was thinking about this. Why don't we do this in real life? Why aren't mm-hmm. we shooting garbage into space? Uh, Futurama had a really funny episode about that. Is because. Wait, which one was it? Was there like a space? It's uh, really like a, good. It's all it, the first season is not as good as the rest, but that episode's in the first season and it's really good. I'm trying to think. A of big it. ball of garbage, like yes. a thousand years later, comes back towards planet Earth. Oh, that's interesting. It's so funny. Well, because if space, we we were talking about cosmos last night at a pizza place. Oh yeah, <laughs> where it should be discussed with Pat Bircher. Yeah, Pat Bircher. Yeah. And uh, if space is so infinite, why aren't we just throwing garbage into it and not feeling bad? Um, I don't know if I would do that. As long as you like, yeah, I guess if it lands. There's already a lot of space junk out in our atmosphere because of broken satellites and stuff like that. And every time like a a rocket launches and like like jettisons all this shit, Mm -hmm. like access like rockets and stuff. Yeah. I think that's, you know, there's no garbage. How about that? It's my fucking utopia. There's Mm -hmm. no garbage. You open a package and uh, and then it it turns into butterflies. Oh, that's that's where they come from. That's where it comes back around. There's no caterpillars, but all the packaging is butterflies. You feel good. You know that you're just unleashing more butterflies onto this uh, giant Jupiter-sized planet. Well, then if everything comes in a package, aren't we going to have a problem with too many butterflies? Yeah. I mean, I know the world is as big as Jupiter now, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but they can also fly into space. Yeah. So if people are looking at our planet, they go, that's a nice planet. Look at all the butterflies that are flying out of that thing. Yeah. And then we're down here like, help. <laughs> I'm joking. There's butterflies all over my face. <laughs> help. Help. It's too many, man. Yeah. No moths, too. Moths are the worst. Moths are the worst. I think I got bit by a moth in a, city, uh, a shitty strip club in uh, Windsor. <laughs> I didn't even want to go. By a moth in a strip club. You know, you know the owner of. Like, yes, I do. I know exactly. You're he was about. like, since you guys are in town, I'm gonna show you all the places. Ugh. And me and uh, the bonus and who else? Gilbert Godfrey. Natish. Yes. Went to this really, 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 really non, really bad strip club in Windsor called the Blowing Hut. Zers. T-Zers? Like T-Zers. Uh, how okay, many so If anyone's listening in Windsor, this happened to me in Teasers, your favorite <laughs> spot to hang out. You're probably listening to it right we now. We walked in, in we were like, as soon as we walked in, we were like, oh, let's get out of here. Yeah. And then something flew in towards my neck and like hurt me. And I hit it and I was like, what? And it was like a moth flew away. That's disgusting. Yeah. And then the bonus was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like laughing You would at laugh me. at that. Yeah. I didn't know moths could bite. Oh, That's... shit. I only have one bar left on the battery already. This thing is really draining them, right? It'll last a while. Well, this is my third podcast with these batteries. Okay. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the battery countdown. <laughs> we got three minutes on left. Utopia to meh. Utopia to battery? Um, that'll be okay, right? I think so. I don't know what happens when it gets almost dead. Does he think it starts flashing? I don't know either. In my utopian world, it starts flashing. <laughs> Guys, this is not live, but if you know the answer, call in. Yep. Let us tweet at us at uh, at Chris Lock Fun at Utopia to me hashtag Bernadette's licking herself. I think we'll be okay for a while. Yeah. Um, the whiskey is really warming up my face. I like that. Okay, so it's giving me whiskey. Garbage belly. turns into butterflies, but now we might have a butterfly problem. 
Uh, Let's actually try to figure out this. But the butterfly problem? Yeah. Like, how would we... How, in your utopian world, would there maybe not be an... But they can fly... Maybe they can fly very high. So they're not, like, you know, flying into our mouths and throats. Maybe the atmosphere is way higher than our atmosphere. Yeah, like so huge skies. So like you go, you start flying like you're in a plane, and then the pilot goes, "Do you guys want to go to the butterfly atmosphere?" And, and you're like, like "Yay!" And, and then you fly into it, and, and then it's just a bunch of butterflies. But they're getting caught in the engine, so it's a yeah, little weird. exactly. It's gonna be like that Hudson rescue yeah. flight thing. They're gonna <laughs> like, "Hey, damn it!" Yeah. So uh, you guys want to, you yeah. guys want to crash land on the Hudson? <laughs> you guys want to watch me ruin this plane yeah. with butterflies? Cool. Sure. Oh, um, I guess on that in that. Uh, respect um, teleporting too absolute teleporting yeah fuck can you imagine I if can't we could believe teleport? no one said that yet because why would you want to fly like flying yeah. flying is strictly like recreational I think in this world because I you still would love to fly naked no I'm gonna say for the sake of my utopia you can wear clothes <laughs> but for reality I'm I sure you're gonna show have to up be at naked. the other teleport booth like wherever I'm going and part of my clothes are in my DNA now. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? You ever watch like the your fly? Skin, your skin is on the outside, but your clothes are on the inside, but you can see You're it thinking Star the Trek teleporting, not the fly teleporting. Not the fly. No, you no one, one. I haven't seen it, but I know Dude. I saw the Simpsons version of it. It's so gross, and I've seen it five times. Hello, kid. I would like to watch it, and I do enjoy Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, he's the best. Um, okay, so teleporting, yeah, with uh, teleporting. on. You imagine, like, I always used to think about, like, for some reason, doing open mics was my number one concern. Yeah. And I was like, if I could teleport, I could do open mics like anywhere in the world. Uh-huh. <laughs> I could go anywhere. Oh, my God. Think about, like, immigration with teleporting. They would not be able to handle it. You couldn't. There's, there'd be no borders. There'd be zero borders. That's the problem. It'd be one giant country. Yeah, Mexicans in the States would be like, am I an illegal immigrant or am I... Gun. <laughs> <laughs> Where I always wanted to be, like, at home, like, uh, you know? Is that Mexican accent? I don't know. I don't know if I can do a Mexican accent either. Um, I feel bad because most of my Mexican cliche accents come from, like, watching Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah. And people told me in the last little while that that show is racist. Is it? I think so, because it's got the lazy guys, the tired guys all the time. Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know there was multiple. Like mice. Speedy's the only one that's got it together. The other mice are like, "We'll never get the cheese with the pussy cat." Ah, I understand. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I could see that. And then so, that's supposed to be like what Mexicans are like, according to the Looney Tunes. People. But without the lazy ones, he's motivating. Yeah, he's like, "Come on, guys, yeah. fucking do something with Run. your life." <laughs> that's Speedy Gonzalez. But doesn't he? Say- <laughs> <laughs> do something with your do something with your life essay. <laughs> yeah, run as fast as me or something. I don't well, doesn't know. he say Ariba Ariba too? Yeah, Ariba Ariba. That's, That's okay though. Is it? is it good? I have no idea. It seems like it's not good. It's a delicate situation it's for all of us. It's a delicate situation. Yeah, please. If any children are uh, watching or listening, <laughs> stop watching and try listening. Yeah. Get away from my window. <laughs> no, if any children are listening right now, seriously, or any parents of children. Don't ever let them watch any cartoons. Yeah. They will just not be... Uh, they'll always Unless be Unless it's Animaniacs. Animaniacs is I'm awesome. sure Animaniacs... I, I, do you see that ever... you see that joke on Animaniacs where they're like, uh, quick, get the, uh, his fingerprints or whatever, and then 
It shows Dot or whatever holding yeah. Prince, being like, I don't think so. Oh, my Finger God. Finger Prince. Oh, my so God. So each cartoon, no cartoon is safe. They're all racist. They're all fingering jokes. Sexual jokes. Finger Prince. Good for them. Uh, good work, Animaniacs. Mm. <laughs> you did it. Finger me. Hello. Oh, you can also breathe underwater, too. Mm-hmm. You can teleport and you can breathe underwater. So if you can breathe underwater, can you live underwater then? Absolutely. So you would you have an underwater house? Yeah. I adore being underwater. I fucking love it. <laughs> you adore I it? I adore it. I adore you the explorer. dive deep into underwater and go, hmm, just like cuddle it's up. It's so relaxing. Because it's, it's, so, it's quiet. You can like float around. Yeah. Oh, man. I've never been scuba diving, but I would love to go scuba diving for that, for that fact. I've never been scuba diving either. The thing that like... I've been snorkeling in Hawaii. Ooh. That was mind-blowing. So I was a good. kid. I was, like, in grade five or something. So it was, like, obviously a vacation my parents took me on. But all these, like, beautiful, exotic, like, what you get, like, as a, a screensaver on yeah. your computer. Like, all <laughs> those kind of fish yeah. were swimming up to my face and, like, around oh, my face. so cool. It was pretty magical. But yeah. the thing with versus snorkeling versus scuba diving is scuba diving... I always got scared because people told me there's this thing like if you do it wrong you get an air bubble. You get the bends. Yeah. If you if you go if you ascend too quickly, you get air bubbles in your veins. Yeah. And you have to go through like a decompression chamber or something. And it uh, really fucks you up. Without exploding? Yeah. Without your whole body exploding like yeah, big trouble in little China. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Would you? That scares me, man. I don't want to explode because I just want. Well, to you go just got to be not stupid about it, and just you know, and uh, just ascend at a, a at a rate of uh, of a respectable rate. Respect the sea. Oh well, how fast is the ascension then? I think you're supposed to do like a kind of like spiral up, where like you go up a few feet, and then you're like hang out, and then go up a few feet. Oh, so this guy's just like the guy that exploded. Yeah. He's just kicking from the bottom to the top like a torpedo. Yeah, just going straight up. Or there's like an and emergency. And he's like, guys, I have the bends. <laughs> I have the bends. But I have to he, go home. What does happen when you get up there and the air bubbles are in your veins? Can they break and then you get... I think you just get really sick. Internal and I think bleeding? You get like, yeah, I think you get like brain aneurysm or something. Yeah. Or something like that. That's because there's like an emergency scuba diving thing. Like a like if something's happening, you can like pull this chute and it's like a... A balloon, and it takes you right up to the surface Yeah, in case of emergencies. But then you have to decompress. No decompression in my world. You know what's scary about that? Um, like, people, they had to discover that. You know what I mean? I think about that about many things. I know. It's like, who are the guys that were, like, the test <sighs> page, like... Even fly, like even when you think about the airplanes, like all the people that crashed. Doesn't it make you feel grateful to be who you are in the time of uh, like now? Even yeah, like, but I, I was thinking about that with lobster. Were we talking about this day. last night that we thought like Wi-Fi is going to kill us? Yep, we we're like, there's something. You now. That. Yeah, I think Wi-Fi is terrible for us, probably. Yeah. yeah. And I'm I'm making that call now, and now it's recorded, and now it's in the history books. Yeah. That I. <laughs> oh my God! Wi-Fi. Uh, <laughs> he's morphing. Knock knock. Wi-Fi at your window. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's I gonna say? Oh, uh, with lobsters. Yeah, the first person to discover that you can eat that blows yeah. me away. Yeah, why would you? Think, I think about that all the time. Why would you think to boil that whole and then crack open and eat its juicy meats? I actually wrote a joke about something like this like years ago, but I never said it because I thought it was too silly. But uh, basically, the joke was 
I I bet you hundreds of thousands of years ago, it was so easy to be a wise man, an old wise man. Yeah. Because all you had to tell people was like, don't eat your poo. <laughs> <laughs> so like that true. was the most that was the biggest level of wisdom that's so true thousands of years ago there wasn't yeah there was wasn't a lot of training involved yeah they're like don't eat the poo I, I know that yeah don't breathe underwater yeah and stay don't out of the breathe. sun well th- they probably didn't say yeah. stay out of the sun by then don't eat just a tree yeah heads up for stabbing yourself yeah don't do that yeah i like thinking about that kind of stuff a lot for sure lobsters someone turned it over and went well, I even think that about, like, tobacco or weed. It's like... Yeah, how do you know because, what to smoke? But, not only that, but why are you fucking smoking it? <laughs> like, exactly. How do you know what smoking is? Like, like, oh, I'll just roll this into this and put smoke into my lungs and I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, maybe it was... Like, for forever, people were like, you're nuts. Well, tobacco's the oldest one, right? Like, didn't the Egyptians use tobacco? Like, it yeah. Was like, so um, there's probably a guy that maybe ate it once. Mm-hmm. He enjoyed the smell. And maybe it went back to incense because they would smell mm-hmm. something and be like, that would, f- that would be nice if we burnt it. Yeah. And then the smoke went up. And maybe some guy was burning tobacco. He's like, that smells nice. And then he happened to hang over it and yeah. breathed it in. Yeah. And then he, and he was like, i got to have all this. Yeah, and he's like, you know what? This scent is really delicious, but I've got to go. I wish there was a way I could take <laughs> it with me. Yeah. I wish there was a way I could roll it up and put it in my pocket. Yeah. And then he was like, you know what? My hands are full. Yeah. Um, um, I'm just going to stick this little incense stick in my mouth yeah, yeah. while I'm on the go. While I'm waiting for the Egyptian bus. And then people see him and they're like, dude looks fucking cool. Yeah, where do you get that leather? Yeah. and the Leather was invented at the same time. Yeah, leather jacket and cigarettes were Egyptian. <laughs> Egyptian. And sock hops. <laughs> Egypt and, was the original 50s. Yeah. Yeah. There's like all these engravings or these all these like hieroglyphics that that kind of looks like Marlon Brando in the wild one. <laughs> he has his leg up on a wall. Yeah, <laughs> What's like, he doing? Is that a motorcycle uh, made of horses? That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. That could be it. Yeah. I'm, I'm the incense thing is a good call. I'm surprised at my own explanation. That had zero. Well, thought. that's the thing. Like when we digress on here, we better also be figuring something else out. Yeah, I'd like to, if you have any uh, additions to my incense theory, uh, tweet us at Bernadette. <laughs> at Bernadette, my cat. Bernadette, do you have, a, do you have a Twitter account for your cat? No, but I should. She's quite the personality. You can Instagram that shit and maybe make some money. People are doing it, but oh God, I don't think anyone reads in, uh, Twitter anymore. Oh, Instagram. Instagram animals are huge right now. Yeah. They're, I follow many cats and dogs on Instagram. Oh I follow a Japanese God. pug named Huxy. That is insane. Why is... does she want to go outside right now? Wasn't she out there for many days on end? Yeah. Do you let your cat outside? Yeah. She's just like... She's antsy in the pantsy. Other people make her really hyper. I'm sorry she keeps interrupting the That's all right. podcast. My, uh... Look, she sits like Yoda sometimes. You see that? Cat I am. <laughs> Licking myself, I will. Oh, oh. she talked. <laughs> Stop saying that about me. I'm a- not yelling. Ancient wisdom from the old Jedi. You know what always grossed me out? My Because uh, I grew up with cats, and my mom always described... Just, wait, hold on. Say something. Bernadita. Oh, say it in the mic. That'd be so funny. I'm Bernadette, doing... what do you think? I'm racist. I can't believe she said that. I wonder, can you, can the they? The first thing she ever says is, gay alert. <laughs> dad? Yeah. Are you my dad? Um, sorry, I hope that didn't make you uncomfortable. I totally get 
No, it's uh, it's, it's old, a, an older guy from Peterborough. But that's I I did it's write totally a joke about that, saying that small town people like they're not maliciously saying they just they just of think course. it's funny and they of think course. and they don't hate gay people. They're just they're just they think that's a thing that you say to get a cheap of laugh. Like what would what, what's like another cheap laugh? Like oh. it's like uh, it's like the uh, not you know what I mean? Yeah, from the nineties. Only gay. <laughs> yeah, like in the nineties, you'd see gay people kissing, and then you'd go not. not. <laughs> and they don't mean it maliciously, but it is interesting because it makes me realize how ingrained that kind of thrown away, even if it's not meant to be malicious, yeah, kind of joke was so ingrained in our culture. Absolutely. Up until like the 2000s, very recently, like even the 90s, like, yeah. all our comedies we grew up with are riddled with uh, gay jokes and transphobic jokes and all this kind of stuff. It's you crazy. I mean? Well, well, there's. Did you read that blog post? About we're Dave so hyper aware of it now, which is yeah. great. Yeah, he jumped on. Anyways, yeah, and, and, and there was there was some controversy about what he was saying, and they were like, it's not that he is ignorant. He just thinks he's from a different time. You know what I mean? Like it's. Yeah, I don't think we should ever justify. Say it into the mic, Bernadette. She doesn't want us to talk about this controversial topic. Stop talking about that. Have fun again. <laughs> Why are you having fun? If you maybe okay, you know what? I'm gonna let her out and then also change the batteries in the Zoom. Okay, is that okay? And I'm here's what I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you before we change the batteries. Yeah, if you could ask your cat one question mm-hmm. and your cat could answer it. Honestly and fully in English, what would you ask it? We'll be right back. <laughs> okay, batteries included. Batteries included. And I've got an answer to your question. Also, great movie, by the way. Batteries weird movie. Included. Oh, wow, what a weird movie. I think I saw that in the theaters when I was a child. A child I was like, I'm uncomfortable. Mom. It meant to. It was like too weird. It was weirdly sentimental. And like I'm like, robots why can't help out a poor apartment? a poor apartment? And there's like an old woman who loves them, and then like you get weird, like you get attached to them because one gets like injured, and you're like, oh, are they aliens? I don't fuck it. Yeah, it it, none of it made sense. Batteries not included. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's like why not? What a weird fucking. It was movie. a movie basically based around a tagline on like. To- like toy commercials of the era. It's batteries not included. Yeah. Let's make a movie called Batteries Not Included. Everyone knows that expression. It's making me very uncomfortable to recollect that movie. Yeah. That's not what a movie should do to you. <laughs> yeah, that's more uncomfortable than the other thing we were talking about. Yeah. Listen. Yum. I got an answer for your question. Okay. Answer it. If I could ask Bernadette one question in and English, have, have she her would respond it. to me in English. Yes. Uh, it would be, do you like me, Bernadette? <laughs> what do you think she'd say? No, I'd probably test a joke on her. Like, do you think this is funny? Oh, wow. That's a lot of pressure because you get it's, it's one joke. I just meet people and then go, what do you think about this joke? Like, it's bad. I would, I would I wanna... feel like if I have a baby or a child, that's how I would talk to it. I would ask your cat or a cat. I would go, what do you think I am? I would say, what do you yeah. think I am? And hear what their honest cat answer would be. Yeah, that's like that joke I did. Do you remember that joke I was doing like a year ago where I was like, I saw a ton of snails. 
Did you know that one? No. <laughs> I saw a ton of snails on the side co- sidewalk, and I wanted to be like, um, if I wish, because like they have their own community, they don't notice me at all. Snails. Yeah, I wish yeah. I could ask them in English, and they could respond to me in English. Two questions. The first question would be like, "Do you guys know that you are in Toronto?" <laughs> and the second question would be like, "Do you like Toronto?" <laughs> The second question is based on if they know they're in Toronto. Because that's so absurd based. Like, that's so funny. That's so absurd that, like, you know, a totally fully functional band of snails would even know about the name of the city. They know the name of the city they're in. On the sidewalk up. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, look, we've that's digressed Catholic. for a very long time. I, I'm sorry. Uh, most people that listen to this don't mind. But, Carolyn, you're listening. I know it. Carolyn Sterling, uh, also. Carolyn Sterling wants us to. She's the taskmaster of my track podcast. Sterling. I gotta say, both Matt and I know Carolyn well, and she is my taskmaster. Every podcast, she's like, stick to the point of utopia. Yeah, you need her to be here for the recordings, sitting in a chair with a large meter stick in the yeah. corner, slapping her. I hand. was just thinking of that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, meter stick in her right hand, hitting yeah. her left hand, and she's pushing at... her glasses down her nose in a disapproval. Disapproval, disapprovement. Now I don't know if she's gonna like this shout out or feel bad. Don't feel bad, Carolyn. We're joking. Shout out to you. But we are bringing it back. But she is always in the back of my mind, being like, "Stick to the topes." So here we go. We're going back. This planet is pretty awesome. Basically, you're just living in a dream world. It's like a giant, yeah. giant Earth. Butterflies have a lot of space to fly around, so no planes are going to crash into them. Yeah, Gar- but they can if they want. I think that's garbage what this guy turns into butterfly. Garbage turns into butterfly, and all, and the garbage happens to be the packaging that you get, like uh, an action figure in. So yeah. you get groceries. Say you buy some corn, it comes in a very exciting package, and yeah. it comes with dog tags. Maybe like and- there's a drawing of the corn in action on the back of the package. Yeah, there's a very fun like animation from an explosion. Or- <clears throat> yeah, like action corn. Oh, this takes me to another one, I guess. Which I would also like to see. We're talking about movies. Mm-hmm. All the movie posters are drawn like movie posters from the eighties. Yeah, like the Indiana Jones. Like yeah, when they were painted, and yeah. it was like a work of fucking art. Sometimes I think like you can tell some people are trying to get back to that for sure. But yeah, What's that the latest the one that you saw like that. Uh, not painted, but it almost seems like Guardians of the Galaxy was going yeah. for an old Star Warsy type poster. Oh, that was good. Yeah, great movie, great poster. Great movie, great poster. Uh, high great, fives all around. Great raccoon. I wish uh, great Roger man. Ebert was here to tell us what he thought. Yeah, Cisco is he still alive? No, man. They're both done. He went or way long ago. <laughs> They're both done. Yeah, two thumbs down on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, but that's pretty when good. When the zombie apocalypse happens, two thumbs coming out of the grave. Two thumbs coming for your family. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No. Oh my God! It's Zombie Siskel and Ebert. Yeah, and they don't um, like us. What are you watching? Is what they say. <laughs> um, yeah. So like, I I, li- I like that you can live underwater. You can breathe underwater. You can teleport wherever you want. Are there countries with borders, or is it just all sort of one nation under a groove? Um, I think one nation. Um, You're tweeting while you answer that question. Because uh, uh, Julia is making dinner tonight, and I, I didn't tell her. I just kind of left the house and didn't didn't tell her what time I'd be home. Do you remember what time we were at when I stopped at this? I think we were at about 40. Okay, cool. 40, I'm going to say 41 and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so Julia's what? 
making she's making caper chicken tonight. She has to do this podcast soon too. Matt's girlfriend, Julia Ladkowitz, is also a stand up comedian. Standing up. And she's making capers? Caper chicken. Which is like a creamy based it's like a sauce over a chicken and mm-hmm. then you know capers. Caper, you know capers. Mm-hmm. Capers in with the sauce. So you yeah. have the salty little balls in with the chickens nicely seasoned. Yeah. Baked. Very good. Holy crow. That sounds like quite the uh, dish. It's quite the crow. It's quite the Brendan Lee. Oh, no. <laughs> um, R.I.P. Until the zombie apocalypse. Then R.I.P. Hang out with me. All right. All right. No, wait. Keys to the VIP. H.I.P. H.H.P.V. Hang in peace. <laughs> hang in peace with me. Yeah, like when you're not dead and you come back to life, yeah. just hang in peace. Hang maybe. in peace. Just hey, you are like me. You eat basically everything you want. Fuck. And you're a huge food fan, right? Yes. You like burgs. You like chips. I like everything. And you like pizzas. You know what? I like everything. I don't like basil a lot. Basil? I feel like it takes over a dish. Okay. I sprinkle a little basil. A little basil. But let me ask you this is what I want to... How do you, how do you stay in shape? Um, am I in not, shape? I think it's just a metabolism thing. I think I metabolize. You're a tall guy. I tall, tall guys usually have better metabolism, right? And uh, and I I do run a lot, and I also walk everywhere, and I think that helps a lot. Let's talk about food in your utopian world. Talk about food in my utopian world. What would like? What would that be like? Uh, okay, first of all, all taco places have a hard taco option. Yes, yes. I don't get if you want tacos that you get the soft shell taco. No. I I'm love so glad hard you said tacos. that. I've never said that out loud. Yes. And yeah. because I remember the first time I went to a taco truck in LA. Yeah. They're I all pictured, soft shell. I pictured hard tacos. Like, mm-hmm. cool, fucking hard. I know. You get a bunch of hard tacos and they're all soft. And I was like, these are good. Yeah. These are good. They're good. <laughs> well, that's the thing. They are good. They're I know, good. but I know what you mean. Because I grew up, because that's not real Mexican style taco, right? They're never hard in Mexico. Never hard in Mexico. Right. You just tuned in. Why did we make, th- like, yeah. Because I think because uh, North Americans like nachos. We like ch- we like crunchy chips. Crunchy. We like the crunchy, crunchy Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, and, like, the tortillas, like, you know, another thing North, like, America does is uh, we make, like, make a tortilla. tortillas. But yep. they're still corn flour, the real ones, right? Yeah. They're not wheat, I don't think. They're corn flour, but- maybe? I do love sense? I do love having a flour tortilla, beans, and then hard taco in it wrapped around the hard taco. Yaman, <sighs> yaman. Oh, little cilantro. I don't like cilantro either. Oh, I feel like that also takes over a dish. Wow, basil and cilantro. You know who doesn't? Uh, Tom Henry doesn't like cilantro. He I don't brought like, that up in Utopia to me as well. No cilantro. I think it was cilantro in my world. I can't remember. Yeah, okay, so you're no Solange. So hard taco options. Solange de Bois. Yeah, because that's my go-to meal, mm-hmm. um, as well as pizza. But I, I would like I want to say pizza everywhere, but that's the world we currently live in. Yeah. There's literally it's not, pizza It's everywhere. not hard to find pizza. Yeah. But you know what is weird? Like, you do, in a bigger city, um, you do take it for granted because... You know, it's so funny when you're doing stand-up for a weekend in a smaller town, and then all of a sudden you're like, no, like, late-night pizza? You can't go get a slice somewhere? Who fucking lives here, man? Yeah, how are you alive after uh, 11 p.m.? Yeah. Town? 
Yeah, all like I've been in yeah towns or cities where all pizza places shut down at like eleven. I did a gig in a small and you're town. Like, no, it's yeah. three a.m. Idiots. Like I tried. You I, don't eat pizza right, like at a normal time. You eat it. You did late night. Yeah, like we did last night. It was beautiful. Oh yeah. Have a slice, hang with your pals. Yeah, that was great. Get some dips. Mm-hmm. Except not the garlic dip. The garlic dip is too thick. Yeah. Um, that's a pizza pizza thing. That's what else, local. What else would my food be? Uh, um, yeah. So tacos with hard shell options all over the place. Um, um, I like that. A lot of Mex- I love Mexican food. So a lot of Mexican food. Majority mm-hmm. Mexican food everywhere. Yeah. And uh, Me too. Al- also you don't have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just there. How is it just there? It teleports. It teleports right from to your where? house from some chef's house. <laughs> from sh- some chef's house, <laughs> uh, and it's pre- it's already like fresh and ready to go. If there's a, if like the world is all like one kind of country, so to speak, where we all get along and yeah, it's not bordered up like how ours is now. Is there still sections like a Mexican section? So, like, would the Mexican section of our ah. unified planet be teleporting tacos to everybody? No, we're all intertwined and completely mixed. Okay, because I love I, that's why I love about Toronto is how it's so multicultural and there's like shit everywhere. There yeah. are sections; it is sectioned a little bit. It know, is multicultural, and everybody's uh, allowed to be who they want to be here, which is very nice. But it still ultimately stems from. Uh, British and Americans sort of format of how to like, yeah, live in yeah. a society. So I would like to walk down the street and be, see a Chinese place and then an Indian food place and a pizza plate, like something just completely mixed. So like you're like... It is like Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> a giant world of Toronto the size of Jupiter. But not... Oh, man. That'd be... Yeah, a giant Jupiter-sized Toronto. See, me, I'm Indian food. I would do Indian food everywhere before tacos, I think. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Oh God, Indian food's the best. Shit. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. Kathleen and I actually had really good Indian food in Winnipeg. Really? Surprising. Yeah. Wow. Do you hear that? The creakies? My neighbor's dog. Oh, is he going crazy? Oh, or she? Those creaks from my neighbors are going to show up on this for sure, right? Yeah. It sounds like they're uh, sneaking up on a ghost. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Listen, if you can hear that, I live in a real world. That noise is oddly comforting, though. To hear that creaky, it reminds me of, like, my parents' house. Yeah. You know what? I honestly, uh, I know you guys live in a condo, um, which will will actually topical, but I always love living in older houses. House living? Yeah. Yeah. Like, especially because of stuff like that. I like, yeah, I don't know. But you guys, so anyways, you guys live in a condo. What kind of living arrangement would you have in this giant utopian Toronto? Seaside. Near the water. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, I mean, live in a city. House, but a house to yourself? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely don't live in a condo. What's your female situation like <laughs> in this big city? I'm a female. House? Yeah. Oh, ah, no. Uh, my perfect utopia. Like, world. how many wives do I have? One. <laughs> I know it's hard when you get someone on the uh, podcast that is in a relationship in real life. Yeah. How do they talk about their utopian relationship? Oh, are you with the person? You said you had one wife. Yeah, maybe. A, I don't know. I don't. I can't. I haven't thought about marriage, but you maybe do. I don't know if we're married. You live with your girlfriend. Yeah, and I live with my girlfriend in the utopian world as well. Oh, so you're not married? No. Julia would be in this house with you. Yes. 
That's nice. <laughs> it's, that's the, it's Is that the way it's got to be. It's the way it's got to be. And it's, uh, it's a giant. Let's go giant. Let's go like we're playing MASH. Mansion, apartment, shack, house. Let's yeah. go mansion. Nice. Mansion, seaside. Mansion. Beachfront property. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I say, the weather's divine. The water is very warm. Mm-hmm. It's super warm. Do you like water sports? Oh, yeah. There's water sports. There's, uh, you know, you can breathe underwater here, so you can play underwater sports if you want. Uh, oh, yeah. You can't really toss a football around, but, I mean, you can. Uh, it's fun to watch people try it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we have a boat. Okay. Absolutely. Um, Are you sure? How? How? Having a mansion with all these things, eh? How close are your neighbors to you? Far away. Very private. I want privacy. But I also want to live in a city. <laughs> yeah. See, it's getting contradictory now. So I don't know. How, like, how many people are on the planet again? How many? The, however many people are on now. But we got a Jupiter size. But we planet. got Jupiter size. So, so it's very spaced out. So you're not... So you're not being greedy and selfish and leaving anyone in the dust. Yeah, no, I live I, I live I live on seaside. I live I live near all my friends. Yeah. So like I could walk to like your place. I could walk to yeah. we can all easily hang out. What's my place like? Yo, you got the same place, man. Nice. It's sweet, but it's a different style. It's a style all your own. And if I lived in a mansion, I would just be like, Echo all day. <laughs> Mr. Deeds. Mr. Deeds. Does he do that? I think he says Echo. Uh, or well, okay, so there's no poor people, I guess, eh? Suffering. Everyone's doing great. I feel like, personally, I guess I never flat, flat out said this yet in the podcast, but if I had a giant, glorious mansion with uh, everything I wanted, I would feel shame if there were still poor people on in this particular world. Yes. And you know what? I contemplated this the other day because I'm like, is there currency in my utopia? Yeah. Currency is the most bizarre thing we've ever made up. Yeah. And I want to say there's no currency. And I haven't debated in my mind what kind of world we'd live in if there was no currency. Well, yeah. How would we have all these things? But most people believe that... No, most people. Some people believe that you can get back to some sort of bartering system with mutual gentleman agreements. Like handshakes. Not going to happen. In our society, not even in your utopia. Eh? Oh, in utopia, yes. You know what? In utopia, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stamp it. I'm gonna say no currency. Everyone's cool with it. Gentlemen, there's handshakes. enough of everything to go around, and and there's no yeah gentleman agreements. Uh, there's trading. You can trade things. Well, if, if tacos want. are just being transported to you, like Whew. right, yeah, from uh, what's it called? Teleported from teleported tacos. Teleported tacos. Yeah. <laughs> teleported taquitos. Yeah. Oh, and taquitos as well. Oh, taquitos are great. Yeah. Um. So there you go. But you still, I mean, even like though some of the being... some of the stuff you want is coming from out of nowhere. Yeah. But this you, is there. You still have the desire to go out with your friends and, and eat in restaurants, though, which is one of my favorites thing, things. Well, to do. for me, eating in restaurants, um, I do it a lot, and I feel bad because sometimes because it definitely you know puts a dent in your pocket but i think i do it more for the friends i love the hangout yeah i don't really like need to go eat like an indian buffet i would never do it by myself yeah That'd i would absurd. but uh, uh yeah <laughs> that's just because i love indian food yeah i'm obsessed with hanging out i love hanging out yeah i love to hang out 
Yeah, me too. I think it's because I didn't, I wasn't able to growing up. Right. And I was thinking about that yesterday. Or no, was it Saturday? Because I was like, I, I, because I literally went to comedy bar just to hang out. Because I'm like, I know I'll know people there. Yesterday, uh, on Saturday. Got, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I, I have nothing oh. going on. I could just stay home and just watch movie. But what if I miss something? And growing up, I lived on a farm, so I couldn't hang out. Yeah. So now I feel like I'm making up for all that lost. What about time. in high school? Same. I lived on a farm too. Well, did you have your license? Uh, not till very late. Yeah. And uh, even at I was that, a I late license car. guy too. But I mean, like what? Like actually, no, no. I got my license immediately. But I lived in the city. Yeah. Yeah. If I lived in the city, I'd be able to beep up and scattle. I biked yeah. into London a couple times, which took me like two hours. I would mountain bike. I would get on my mountain bike and bike from Thorndale oh, to London. Oh yeah. So your farm wasn't near Peterborough. It was near London. It was near London. What's that area called again? Uh, Middlesex County. Yeah. Yeah. Middlesex. You know what I mean? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid I don't. I don't know what that means, actually. So that's why I think in my utopian world, we're all near each other and we can all fucking hang out mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, play Wii. Yeah. And, uh, well, that's interesting. Yeah, you really had a desire now being fulfilled to just have buddies to hang with. So, But you obviously had friends in high school. Yeah. And I, I would they come pick you up in the car at least? Oh yeah, my buddy Greg yeah. Huck would pick me up, and we'd go to the beach, and uh, it was the best because he'd like drive out of his way yeah. to pick me up, and I felt like such a dick. I'm like, you're driving all this way to pick me up just to hang out, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember the few times like I can count on like my hands how many times I like hung out or like went to a pool party mm-hmm. where like everyone was hanging out there, and I was like, this is so cool. You guys all just were just hanging out after yeah. school, and like. You just you guys walked here? That's crazy. Like my mom had to come like pick me up and like, oh, driving 40, no. 40, 45 minutes to pick me up. So I wonder if maybe um, your enthusiasm for comedy sort of stems from that as well, performing and getting attention from a lot of people. Probably because you were felt isolated for. If so you want to dig deep, Chris, uh, that's probably where it came from. Yeah. yeah, because I was because uh, your parents, like you said, are easygoing, accepting people for the most part. Yeah. So you, it doesn't sound like you had that kind of rebelliousness, which, no. which a lot of us do. Yeah. Because we're like, you know, doing whatever. But like, so it's more about maybe like a lot of isolation. Uh, being separate from everything. Fed that. Yeah, that's cool. Because I remember when I first moved to Toronto, I think I told you that. That was the first thing that I, I, I fucking loved when I moved to Toronto, that I could walk to a McDonald's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was so Where excited. Did we talk about that? We talked about that. On Sirius XM. Yeah, we did. Uh, <laughs> and I was so all this, excited. All of this shit is recorded yeah, Oh, yeah. It's all recycled. That's so uh, funny. But, uh, yeah. that Yeah, that, that blows my mind, but I totally appreciate it and think it's pretty cool. And still, still, I'll walk to a gig. And this is why I love walking in Toronto. I'll walk to a mm. gig or something. Even if it's like a 25, 30 minute walk, well, and I'll I'm just from look Etobicoke around. Well, is you could walk places, sure, and the bus system is pretty good because it's still the TTC, which is the Toronto bus system. But, yes, yes, yes. But I still sort of have that a bit. You know, I really like, once I moved downtown when I was like uh, 20 or whatever, um, yeah, my whole life turned into walking everywhere. Yeah. And it's uh, Etobicoke has a, is a little suburban where you need you're, it's better if your buddy has a car. Yeah, for sure. You know, and, I, get, I get that. And I think in my utopia, there's also like I love I love the downtown of Toronto, like especially at night when it's like quiet and you know, like these, these tall skyscrapers and like the lights are like going and like mm-hmm. and I think that's why it would still have big cities like that. 
Yeah. Like I still, still want to be in a big city where everything's like connected. Well, your mansion by the sea could be uh, not far away. It's accessible. It's like on the west end or something. But, I mean, even at that, you're teleporting around, so it doesn't matter where the fuck oh, the right. mansion is. So. Right. Um, actually, it's weird that I even said the whole that we could walk to each other's place. It doesn't matter. I'm fucking teleporting to your place. No, I'm not walking to your the place. walking is like, honestly, look, I'll tell you a little story, if you don't mind. Tell me a story. Um, before I knew if I was doing the right thing by, like... Sort of dipping my toe in comedy. I was kind of taking Second City classes. Oh, really? And all that. And then <laughs> not much, you know. So I was doing, like, some improv, and that was it. Like, this is back when I was, like, 21, 22. Yeah. And then uh, I was working full-time. It was almost, like, the best money I made consistently. Yeah. But I was working... I, I do better now, big shot, <laughs> by a long shot. But for a long time, it was the best money I made at a mailroom okay. for a media company, like 9 to 5 every day. And that's up in Yorkville. If you're listening to Toronto, you know that area. Um, very swanky, very Kind of like Bay and Bloor-ish. Yeah. Okay. And like then, the Beverly Hills of Toronto is what I think it is. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then, uh, like, if, yeah. If Beverly Hills was squished into a tiny thimble-sized... And there was no hills. ...neighborhood. And, yep. Yeah. Uh, and also no real... Beverly. Yeah, Beverly. <laughs> Beverly was not there. Actually, I think there was a Beverly there. There's probably a Beverly there. But I worked in an office there, and then I lived down in Parkdale. Um, so for those of you not uh, knowing Toronto, it's about you know an hour and a half, two-hour walk. Yep. Good walk. Oh, yeah. And... I was really, like, getting bad anxiety back then because I think a lot of people get bad anxiety early 20s because the overwhelmingness of, like, how overwhelming it is to, like, you're changing from, like, real life now from being, like, a boy that got to party all the time. You know, so, like, working there, not knowing what I wanted to do. One time I was taking the subway to work and I was running late and I was late a lot at the time, so I was always, like chastising myself like shit i'm gonna be late again they're gonna kill me yeah and i'm in the subway tunnel from going from st george station to bay yorkville station and i can see bay yorkville station in the tunnel and you know standing room only on the subway and the subway just stops and we're stuck in the tunnel i can see the station i'm surrounded by people i have no personal space yeah and my nerves just blasted. Ugh, gross. And I was just like, ah. And I had this mega panic attack. And by accident, like not even being aware of it, I went, shit. <laughs> like out loud. And all these people saw me and they saw the panic on my face and were like, okay. You know? And then finally, luckily, it wasn't like stopped for long. It It's like, you know, sort of went back to the station. And then I ran up to the on my office and I was still a bit late and I told them the subway got stuck and all this crap and it wasn't a big deal at all but then that night when work was done this is a very long story <laughs> uh, I understand when, when work was done I walked all the way back home there's like I'm yeah all of a sudden I had this weird super anxiety about getting stuck on the subway really but I'd never had before in my life wow and then so I started walking uh, home from work all the time and then it's like an hour and a half, two hours, I think, to like where I was in Parkdale. Yeah, wow. And then all of a sudden, a lot of anxiety that I had went away, and and 
I would come up with amazing ideas. Like so much clarity would come. Huh. Like I'd walk through Chinatown. Yeah. And all that busy commotion would like almost be healthy for me. Totally. And then I'd go out of Chinatown, walk through another neighborhood, and I'd be quiet. And then I was like, I, it really like taught me the. This is a very long story. Yeah, the, but the, it taught me the importance of walking and what it is. It's almost like if you're not like from an Eastern world and like you, you don't meditate or anything it's almost it's the closest we have here is like you can walk you can get clarity in your thoughts therapeutic it's very therapeutic yeah okay that's all i should have said <laughs> i didn't even have to tell the story i could have been like walking is therapeutic <laughs> next <laughs> i didn't mean to cut you off no it's totally true though yeah. it's a long story i never told it before but for some reason it's important to me because it was like a changing of the tide. It was like a revelation. Yeah. I think I broke up with my girlfriend after that. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it it's was like, over. I had a million. Now. <laughs> yeah. I had like a million releva- revelations after that. That's amazing. Because I wasn't, I never knew that, that I could take my time to allow myself to think. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. So anyways, my point is you teleport all over the fuck you want in your world. Yeah. But we still appreciate the value of walking. That's I'm so teleport- very happy you brought that up because I would still walk places. That's Absolutely. what I'm saying. So we teleport to the city zone. Yep. And then walk all around the city I would zone. teleport to hiking places. I would teleport to hike. I would yeah. teleport to walk places. Yeah. That's what I would do. Because I'm going hiking on the weekend and we're driving to Hamilton to go hiking. <laughs> really? And, uh, really? <laughs> really? With who? Me and just Julia. Me That's and so just cool. Julia. We're going to rent a car and go to Hamilton because I, I just want to go fucking hiking. I love that. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Kathleen and I, while I was just visiting her in Winnipeg, um, two of our days were just major walks. Like through the parks and Yeah. There's nothing better than that. It's weird. It's almost like as complicated as everything is getting uh, in the world, like in our houses with like our TVs and the internet and the news and everything, it's almost like we're realizing that having nothing of that around us, like none of that, and being outside for most of the day is more valuable. Yeah, having none of it. None of it. <laughs> having none of it. We should actually go hiking in none of it. And none of it. I, oh, well, I, was telling, to... I was telling James Hartnett last night that my favorite part about stand-up, uh, aside from the actual performing, is the walking to a gig. That's Yeah. That's because he was like... He was like, where do you, he's like, where do you do your writing? And I was like, I just, I walk to a gig, even if it's the Me shittiest too. gig. And I get all my ideas just from walking to that with the anticipation of being on stage. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, I kind of regret saying the teleportation thing. I'll be honest with you. The more no, we no, talk no. about walking. It's still functional. It's functional for traveling, for travel purposes. Yeah. Not for, as a comedian, you don't want to walk to a city. Okay, no, here's okay. Uh, here's the uh, clar- clarity on the transportation or tra- uh, teleportation thing. Yeah, uh, you teleport, but you still have to go to like a teleport airport. <laughs> so you can't just do it yourself. So you feel the like, like you you're traveling, but yeah. you go to this place and then zoop. There's no like eight hour plane ride. You're you know what? There. Speaking of what you're talking about with James, who was also a guest, a guest, a guest on this podcast. Um, I think he might have been the second, no, the third guest. Anyways, uh, I get a lot of writing done when I'm stuck on a plane. Really? Yeah, because I order a drink from the stewardess. Mm. There's nothing to do for hours. What are you getting? Just gin and tonic. Gin and soda. Okay. And then I drink that and uh, do a lot of writing. Do they have limes on planes? Are you getting a lime with that? Um, I don't know. Let me ask. 
Hi, Air Canada. Hi, Air Canada. Did I have a line with you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, let me check our books. <laughs> I just took WestJet back from Winnipeg. No limes. No limes. Okay. I'm pretty sure I may have had a lime, though, like on yeah. like Air Canada or something. I wouldn't trust an air, airplane lime. Something about that seems very sketchy. I don't well, know. I'm okay. Well, you, you you survived. The guy from Texas, writing on Ebola, died today. From Lyme disease? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> we Everything's scary. Everything's, we were talking about that at brunch. We're like, it, you yeah. told the server. Like, I think before even he was like, he was like, what can I get for you? And you're like, the Ebola guy died. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, like, okay, oh, well, I won't right. get you that. Yeah. yeah. I'll have what he's not Ebola-ing. Yeah. Um, Very good. <laughs> yeah, writing on the plane and walking, I agree. Like, those jokes I did last night, the new ones I tried... We're from walking there in the rain. I can't write on it. I can't. I can't write on a, on a transportation vehicle. A car will make me sick. I feel like a plane would make me sick. Trains are the worst. But but uh, on the plane, I'm using my laptop. I'm not writing by hand. <sighs> I, planes planes feel like a place where I can just. I just want to watch a movie. I just want to be like. I have no. I get uh, too anxious. I need to make something. A plane makes me feel like I'm. In, stuck in an office almost ah like a little cubicle yeah yeah i understand uh, that um i want to wrap this up soon but uh just because did you want that other whiskey i just poured it for you yeah i'll, I'll endure a whiskey with you <laughs> indulgio indulgio so um we'll watch the man with two brains with cool. steve martz martens um you have a lot of futurama dvds yeah i'm a freak I i'm don't... a freak ooh, ah, oh ooh, let me show you that ooh, garbage ah. episode of, oh, yeah, we can do that. Sure. Um, this is what I wanted to say, though. So let's go heavy. Heavy. Is there war in your in your world? Of course not. Who would say yes? Who would say yes to that utopian world where people battle? Well, interestingly enough, Kathleen said last week that Babe. she does not want war. Obviously, no one does. But there's something about the sadness of some of the things that happen in some parts of the world that make us appreciate the good times better like you know freedom yeah, that's interesting right because if you have everything okay maybe it's a war where people aren't dying um i had this really weird thought recently yeah i have to say quickly um not podcast related oh, yeah, i just took a sip of that whiskey and it's just like creeping down my throat yeah because we don't have ice Ugh. It's good, though, right? Jameson. Yeah, it feels like it's marching. Talking about war, it feels like it's marching down my throat. This podcast is not brought to you by Jameson, but it kind of is. Be. You know what it I mean? It really should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 Jameson. Suck it to me. But listen. <laughs> Suck it to me. I get really... I'm One thing I'm obsessed about is, like, the almost absurdity of how we read about hundreds of thousands of people dying every morning, like, in the news. Ugh. Because... It doesn't feel like that's happening anywhere near us, yep. which we're very, 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 very lucky for because we're in um, like a safe North American city so far, which I totally get. But like, you know, I still care and I still feel really upset and sad. But then I had this weird sort of thought the other day, like maybe fucking like war is necessary in this like sort of like biological sense so that it like keeps the population down and then as soon as i thought that i was like oh my god that's like a thought joseph stalin i was have. just gonna say that yeah I was like that is a very like dictatory kind of like, yeah and then i was like that's a horrible thought but i understand but Kat- the truth about that thought is like 
People don't stop killing people. Yep. So what the hell are they doing? I don't fucking know. I understand Kathleen's uh, angle where it's like... Yeah, she was not saying it from that angle. That's very extreme. Yeah. I, I don't okay. even agree with that thought. Okay, how about there are battles, but there's, they're non-lethal. So it's like a paintball match or like Nerf guns or something stupid where you can still take pride in what that person did for you. <laughs> I wanted to say country, but this is just one big country. Right uh, in my world, so there's no battle of, of country. You can country. say no battles, and we're all just adjusted to that, and we're fine. Um, yeah, but I like the argument that there should be some sort of pride and uh, no. You know what? No, no wars, no battles. Yeah, no fighting. Uh, everyone's cool. No fist fighting. Yeah. No, no fisties. No fisting. <laughs> no fisting. <laughs> no fangering. Even if you're on Animaniacs. Uh, no fingerprints. No fingering prints. <laughs> Prince does not get fingered once mm-hmm. in my world. Yeah. Uh, it's a peaceful world. It's a very peaceful world. Mm-hmm. It's peaceful. It's laid back. It's cool. No currency. Yeah. Tacos everywhere. People are just well adjusted. They don't need something to make them appreciate what they've got. They already do that. People aren't. People aren't stupid. People are very. I feel like people are creative and inquisitive and. Much like last night, we were talking about the universe and how, like, there's I no feel like stupid people. There's no stupid. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You can be whatever you want in my world. You can be stupid. If you want to be stupid, be stupid. Who cares? But uh, that is it weird to say how people are in your world? Does that make you like a weird? No. Like you should be this way. Rebecca Kohler had a real problem with that because she she would say people are like this, and then she'd realize the. She had conflict saying that? Yeah, because yeah. then she's like, it's, it, it, I like, that's what I like about the uh, topic of building your own YouTube world because you sort of become your own fascist Because I just, I just create, I just uh, thought of that conflict saying that I don't want to, I don't want to dictate what people feel yeah. or do. Uh, but I also want people to not be idiots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that, was that what the president says every morning when he wakes up? I just want people to not be yeah, idiots. Yeah, like, that's a nice today. way for me to... Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to deal with these idiots yeah. again. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, yeah, well, I think about that a lot, about, you know, war and stuff, and, like, yeah, I don't know why. Maybe because I read the fucking news. But yeah. I think, like, it's weird that, yeah, they have to be, like... Um, guys, we're going to go bomb... Because basically... I don't know when you listen to this podcast, but we're talking now when all these countries are deciding to go help drop bombs in Syria and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And on ISIS to kill ISIS or whatever, which everybody thinks is weirdly futile and only going to make things worse. Uh, ah, fuck, maybe I won't talk about this. Well, <laughs> well you know, this is what I'm thinking now, the more I think about it, because my world sounds almost too perfect. Where it's like, mm-hmm. the sweet is never as sweet without the bitter, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, you need the yin and the yang. Yang or yeah. Yan? Yang Yan. I like how like all these like innocent people living in Syria and Iraq are like, I guess we're the Yang. <laughs> That's terrible. We are the Yang. <laughs> I am necessary to someone else's sweetness. But it's so, uh, it's like, it's so obviously motivated for other reasons. And I think what the news is doing right now is like rallying the troops, so to speak. So you have to like, ah, uh, anyways. 
<sighs> but just because you said well, like the president waking up and being like, "How do I talk to you these know what? stupid I, people?" I, I take I take that back. I I remain with my utopian, fancy, fun, free world, no conflicts. I'll be honest with you. If I had to design my own utopian world or whatever, have you? Okay, is no. that going to be an episode? People ask me all the time. Somebody no. should interview you about no. your own. It's too hard. Too hard, man. But I would be like. I would go for peace, too. Even though sometimes within myself, I feel like I would love to knock that guy out because he's a jerk. Well, there's still personal conflict. Oh. There's still personal conflict. There's just not grand wars or battles or... Do you punch a man in your world? That's (sighs) a good question. You can. I haven't asked anyone that yet. I think you can. Do you get angry enough to punch a person? You, you, of course, you have that option. Like I say, I can't dictate what you do, and I think it's much, much to uh, the world we live in now. Like people aren't just walking around the streets punching each other in the face. Shit, this is a long one. This is a big one. This is a real big episode. Oh crap! This is all right. Carolyn, are you listening? Carolyn, are you listening? That's a Frozen song. Have you seen Frozen? No, me neither. But I know that song. Do you want to build a snowman? What's 40 plus 40? <laughs> 80 minutes. Uh, wasn't it Rob Ro- oh, Roslin? was uh, an hour and a half, wasn't it? Yeah, most of them are. It's okay. Some podcasts are like three hours long. Can you imagine? Some podcasts do nothing but complain. <laughs> <laughs> they are three hours long. I feel like I've drank whiskey and beer and then was trying to like say something real about the news and then i was like Ugh, i just gave up on it and was i like, can't wait to go that's home that's not a fun podcast to listen to <laughs> i can't wait to go home slightly buzzed oh yeah and uh, and see julia and she'll be like what the fuck were you doing and like, podcast, i was baby. podcasting because it's still that's what i like about podcasting is it's very it still feels very productive she needs to do this too but yeah i know that's the thing like here's the thing people listening at home if you've made it this far i love you but uh matt was telling me about fucking the podcast beforehand about you're sort of a stickler for like like how professional it is right yeah like sound and there's stuff like that yeah sound okay that makes sense but there's a part of me where i'm like man i want my podcast to sound like a total hang zone yeah 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 i don't care if it's mellow i don't care if it gets distracted i don't care if there's rhythm i want it to be a well, I want there to be a rhythm. Rhythm. Yes, rhythm. But I want... Well, there's a rhythm because we're having a convo. Rhythm of the night. But, like, I want it to be a slice of life, too, with the people I'm hanging out with. Yeah. Ugh. And I feel like this is a good reflection of how we hang. Yes. I feel like we hang very uh, comfortably and... Yeah. Uh, hang in there. We hang hang in there and hang time. <laughs> yeah. But together. I think it is funny. I was, like, trying to be like, here's a real insight I have about the manipulation of uh, the media for the masses in regards to uh, war. And then I was like, I gave up and I was like, so... I think you're very much like me. You get exhausted having your own opinion about something. The thing is, I can never form my own opinion. Yeah. Because I see every side to everything. Yeah. Like, even that weird Stalinist-style thought I had the other day, (laughs) I was like, shit, I kind of understand that way of thinking, which makes me... At least you're able to come full circle and realize what you just did. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Where's Bernadette? Oh, yeah, she went outside. outside. I miss that guy. Sure. He's a girl. (laughs) Yo, guy. Yo, guy. I miss you, guy. Do cats have... I feel like who's ever listened this long is like, yeah, they drank whiskey. I don't know. Um, Listen. So, peaceful planet. Yep. Still punch a guy. 
Because, <laughs> like, get out of here, jerk. Yeah, if you're being a jerk, some Punch guys get face. out of line. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, all the regular stuff is still there. There's still sports. I mean, you can still compete in sports. Right. Even though I'm not a sports guy myself. Right. I appreciate the competition of sports. But you like playing basketball. I like to play. Yeah, yeah even though I stink at that. Not too bad at baseball. I like basketball. Basketball is like fun. Yeah, you're you're one of those guys that that is oddly oddly good at basketball. I basketball is the one sport where people are. Oh like, yeah, we played DJ. Yeah, and, and I'm I'm always blown away by the people. Like I look at somebody. I'm and good be like, if I can hook up the taller guy. Yeah, I don't really, you know. But I just never played growing up at all. I never had the environment to play. So this is yeah. like like literally this year is the most basketball I played my entire life. I know. If you had a basketball net on your farm, it would be so sad. And I wind, did. The wind would just blow but through the net. <laughs> and right into the wheat field. Yeah. But it was like on gravelly, like uneven, like a driveway. So you'd bounce the ball and it'd go flying into yeah. the shed or something. Uh, yeah. So it was pointless. That's and very sad. It was a uh, sad existence. <laughs> yeah. I would ride bikes a lot. Bikes are good. Well, let's summarize your utopian world now. Yeah. Um, there's bikes there now we just established. Sure, you can bike. Because you will never forget that. Love riding a bike. It's true. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great mode oh, of transportation. Oh, man, someone stole your bike, eh? No, they, they oh, they stole tore pieces of it. Well, it was a $60 bike I got off Craigslist that mm-hmm. I kept outside my apartment for the winter. And I was like, maybe it'll be in there in the spring. If it's not, I don't care. And, and it uh, wasn't. And I came back in the spring. Actually, I came back a week later, and it was literally farmed. Like, every piece of it, the chain, every part was gone. God. It was still locked, but it was just the frame. It was hilarious. What it was really dicks. funny. It was almost like in a cartoon when, like, something happens. Like, there's a cloud of, like, arms and hands, and then it pulls away, and, like, there's just a shell of a thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh so you can bike. Absolutely, you can bike. Okay, so we're in this giant planet that's very, like, Earth-like, but it's the size of Jupiter. Yeah. It has a huge atmosphere because all of your garbage packaging, that is like an action figure packaging <laughs> that comes about with everything, part. turns into butterflies. It doesn't turn into waste, so you're yep. not creating a mess for the environment. Instead, what you're creating is a mass of butterflies <laughs> that have so much space to fly in the atmosphere that it literally is no problem. Yeah. You get, there is giant cities. Um, Matt and all his friends live in giant mansions on the sea. Yeah. Uh, oceanfront mansions. Uh, you can teleport to different places, but you have to go to a teleport airport, basically. Y- yes. Where you teleport for work, basically, or travel. And it's very quick. It's not like there's lineups like the current airports. Yeah. Uh, everything's very loosey-goosey. Yeah. And there's pretty much the machinery to teleport you. You don't need, really need security because a terrorist would not terrorize anything transporting. And also there's no there's no conflict of that sort. Uh, right. Oh, right. A, t- a no... terrorist would be would be a person punching another person in the face. Right. That's drunk as far guy. as it would go. A drunk guy punching drunk, another person. In your world, drunk guys are called terrorists. They are terrorists. That's as far as they go. Yeah. And so you teleport for travel. You walk around the cities. Um, the temperature is like a June, Canadian June. Like an early June. Like an early Canadian June? Yes. Ish, yeah. No humidity. Uh, Warm, but you can still get a sweat on if you get moving. Yeah. What else did we say? Uh, oh, the environment oh, changes. You can live when you underwater watch. if you want. You can breathe underwater. You can live underwater. You can breathe underwater. Um, uh, you can. Uh, the environment changes when you're indoors watching a movie. Yeah. 
You don't feel bad that you're missing a sunny day. I like no, that a lot. That's that's good. You yeah. look outside and you can see the rain or you can see the snow and you're like, I'm glad I'm in here because yeah, there's exactly. no other options. I made the right decision. No currency. No one has to work. Everyone's yeah. just enjoying themselves. Yeah. Uh, tacos teleported oh, into yeah. your home. Hard shell taco options Hard everywhere. shell taco options everywhere. Well, that is a pretty sweet utopian world so I'm, far. I'm having a good time with it. You're pretty relaxed. And I'm depressed. You're with your girlfriend in your mansion. I'm currently depressed that this podcast is going to end and I'm not actually going to this world. Yeah. This is the worst part of the podcast. I know. Is you spend an hour and whatever developing this I world. I need to quote you on that. The worst part of the podcast is when it ends. Not going to the world. Not going to the world. <laughs> and yeah. also an ending. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well... Um, this is going to come out next week. Great. Um, to the listener, uh, that's the week that you're on. Yeah. No, yeah. but if a lot of people are, have been checking it the day it comes out usually, or oh, a yeah. few days, is there anything coming up that you want to promote for late October? Early I'm going October? out West. I'm touring out West. Oh yeah. Dude, I'm doing a big, it. hit big, all the out West dates. I'm hitting it It's now. a huge tour. Hitting it and quitting it. I'm going to Yuck Yucks Calgary, uh, starting October 30th. So I'm going to be in Calgary from the 30th to uh, November. So you miss Halloween. I am headlining a club on Halloween. Well, then that's totally What should fine. I dress up like? Yeah. Tweet at me, at Bernadette. Uh, uh, till November 6th. Then I go to Edmonton, November 7th to the 8th. And then I go to Medicine Hat, the 9th and the 10th. And then I go to Vancouver, or Kelowna, sorry, uh, November 12th. Mm-hmm. And then Vancouver, the 14th, 15th. And then from the 16th to the 23rd, I'm in Los Angeles doing yeah. shows. Every night that week, I have booked up, yeah. which I'm very excited You're for. You're staying at Eddie's. Staying on the couch of Eddie Delisette, the eyebrows you may recognize from Video on Trial. Yeah. It's uh, going to be fun. I'm so excited. That's a huge trip. Yeah. Huge trips rule. I love huge trips. And I'm going to be on the plane... Not writing. Yeah, just watching flicks. Thinking about this planet that I created. Good. Where I could be teleporting to. It's pretty relaxing. And I'm looking for hard tacos. If you're listening and there's a hot hard taco in your town. Mm, hot hard taco. <laughs> hot a hot a hot That's taco. my name on Tinder. <laughs> hot hard taco. Um, so did you have fun? Buddy, this was the best. I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy you have a, a, a neat, fun podcast. And this is uh, this was a great time. This is such an easy Sit down. And yeah. I'm not saying that just because we drank a bunch of whiskey. <laughs> that helps. But I love you. Oh, my God. <laughs> you heard it here, here first, folks. Heard it here. here you heard here. it here, hard taco, folks. <laughs> hard, hard, hard taco. <laughs> I'm just listening to you talk now because I've definitely got whiskey in my brain. Whiskey brain. Um, whiskey brain. Thanks. Thanks for falling in love with me. Yeah. I, I'm... <laughs> I'm spoken for, as uh, the listeners know. (laughs) Oh, my eye teared up. Why was that? I don't know. You're in love. (laughs) Love is a magical thing. Um... But yeah, anything, any last thing you want to say to, you have a lot of fans in Canada. Any last thing you want to say to whoever made it this far? Um, thank you for listening. And I hope that, uh, you enjoyed this and, uh... That this uh, think about your own utopian world. What a what a pleasant trip this has been. Do it every day, even though you're not going to be on the podcast because you're just a regular Joe schmo and you're not a comedian. (laughs) Hey man, you got to make it in this life. You got to make it. Podcast. Uh, Think about your utopian world and and uh, and send it to Chris. Email him your ideas, and maybe they'll be read on air. Uh, See, I just created a new segment for you. Yeah, it's true. Yes, this is uh, this is Kevin's utopia to me. Yep. that he mailed to me. 
<laughs> um, and go see Matt do stand-up whenever you can. And he's also in Bell commercials all over Canada sure. right now. But I think you will probably see him in even more stuff coming up uh, within the next few years. And go see Chris. Go see Chris forever. Watch his show. Keep listening to his podcast. Go to his website. Oh, my go God. Go see him at his shows. Okay, I'll take and, care of this. Uh, no, 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 no. Just go, 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 go all the time. Go, go. <laughs> Speedy Gonzalez. Arriba, go, go, go. Arriba, Arriba. Yeah, don't be racist. Speedy <laughs> Gonzalez. <laughs> <laughs> okay, love you guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Okay, and there we are. There we were. That was Matt O'Brien's Utopia to Me. Uh, pretty wild. Old farm boy moved to city boy. Loves both aspects of it. And uh, thanks so much, Matt, again for coming on. Um, guys, check out all those shows in Canada, especially if you heard all that those tours coming up. For the next couple months, check out Matt across the country. And... Uh, Follow him at Matt underscore O'Brien on Twitter and listen to his podcast as well, Rehash Cast, which I've been on three times because we just like hanging out and chatting all the time. And that's that. It's a beautiful day, so I'm going to edit this and get it up on the computer and then get out and enjoy this sunny, beautiful autumn. It's almost like an Indian summer autumn day. I don't know if you can say Indian summer, whatever. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a weirdly warm autumn day. And I'm going to go out and enjoy that and put this up online. Remember to follow us at Utopia to Me. Tell me your favorite brunch spots all over Canada, America, wherever you are, the UK, Australia, uh, anywhere, you know. And um, I don't know, Galapagos Islands. Anyone listen to this from the Galapagos Islands? Follow us on Twitter and let uh, uh, me know. And follow me at Chris Lock Fun. And I have stand up shows coming up too, but I can't remember. So just go online and maybe I'll promote it on my Twitter. You guys are awesome. Thanks so much again for voting uh, or for giving us uh, ratings on iTunes, reviews, all that stuff. Keep them coming. Keep spreading the word. We appreciate all the new fans we're getting at Utopia to Me. And uh, you guys are awesome. Thanks for listening again. It was another good one. Episode 10. Out. <laughs>